Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, are you taking online security seriously this Christmas shopping season? A new Norton survey finds an alarming number of us are not, and here's what we need to do better. Also this morning, and what could be the strongest sign yet that electric vehicles are the way of the future, Motor Trend has named the Ford F-150 Lightning its truck of the year for 2023. We'll talk with the editor about that pick. And happening around town, it's Findlay's first ever community Hanukkah celebration. Happening this Sunday at the Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center. We'll get details. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. I promise that I'm done taking time off until Christmas. (laughs) Although that's only a week and a half away. (laughs) But I will be here every day until the end of next week. And then I won't be here for a week (laughs) between Christmas and New Year's. Then we're kind of back into a a regular schedule. It is uh, good to be back and uh, on the air with you here this morning. Did you happen to uh, to see this? Now, we were talking last week, uh, before I left, uh, we mentioned the uh, word of the year. What was it from the uh, old, uh, what was the uh, Oxford uh, Old English Dictionary? So it's hard to keep all of these straight. The uh, word of the year. Um, Merriam-Webster said it was gaslighting. Right. And then the Oxford Old English Dictionary, uh, what was it, goblin mode or something like that? Some term that I'd never heard of. Uh, The word of the year, according to dictionary.com, they have their own word of the year, and theirs is woman. That's it, woman. Uh, Dictionary.com says the word is inseparable from the story of 2022. They say searches for the word woman spiked significantly this year because of high-profile events. The biggest uptick came in March when a senator asked current Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson to give a definition of the word woman during her confirmation hearing. And that led to a spike in, in searches for the exact definition, although I would think that now you would yeah you would think that uh, woman would be pretty much self-explanatory but uh, what is it is it the Oxford dictionary that has redefined man and woman uh, to accommodate uh, the fluidity of gender that seems to be now note that they have not redefined male and female but man and woman two different things. And uh, while we, I think most of us consider those words interchangeable, male, female, you know, male and man, female and woman, uh, the technical definition, at least according to the Oxford Dictionary, is no longer uh, the same. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Dictionary.com also noted other significant stories uh, throughout the year that centered around women included the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the death of Queen Elizabeth, the imprisonment of Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner. Um, so woman, the uh, word of the year. Other words considered for word of the year included inflation, quiet quitting, democracy, wordle, 
and the Ukraine flag emoji. Although, I think you would be hard-pressed to call that a word, but... Anyway, that's Dictionary.com's take on the word of the year. So, there you go. A couple of other uh, interesting things here. First things you need to know this morning. The most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. There's been another uh, theft from Santa in Columbus. Wasn't it uh, Columbus uh, a couple of weeks ago that somebody stole uh, this... uh, Department store Santa's uh, trailer with all of his stuff, uh, all of his costumes and and uh, all of that. Wasn't that in, in Columbus a couple of weeks ago? Well, here is this story. I think this is a second one in uh, Columbus at the Polaris Cabela's parking lot on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Claus, uh, a man identified in this uh, report as Mr. Claus, says his red Kia was taken from the parking lot at the Polaris Cabela's on Saturday as he and his wife were inside the store visiting with kids and their families. <laughs> I didn't know that Santa, well, you know, on Christmas, he saves the sleigh for Christmas, and the rest of the time he gets around, apparently, in a uh, red Kia, and it was stolen from the uh, parking lot. Santa says the community members have shown support for uh, have shown their support following the incident. Some even offering rides so he can continue his seasonal work. So that's nice. People, some people are very nice, but uh, whoever stole Santa's Kia, <laughs> please please return it. I mean, come on, that's how low can you get stealing Santa's Kia? That's that's just that's low. Um. It's, again, another lump of coal in somebody's stocking, that's for sure. Um, so this, I thought, was really cool. I saw this on the uh, Newswire, and I said, why didn't somebody think of this earlier? You're probably familiar, if you have a pet, if you have a dog, you are pro- probably familiar with the Invisible Fence, which is actually a brand name, and they are a number of knockoffs. We have one. Uh, in our yard, it's an electronic fence. It's uh, basically a wire that you bury underground, and then there's a little beeper on the dog's collar that uh, tells the dog it can't go any further. And if it, uh, if the dog goes further than the invisible fence allows, it gets a little corrective shock and um, to correct the dog's behavior. And after a while, like our dog doesn't even sometimes have her collar on when she goes outside. She still knows where she can and can't go. But in any event, uh, now famed dog trainer Cesar Milan has developed a way to take your invisible fence with you when you are uh, on the go, when you travel. And again, with the holiday travel season, I thought this was pretty cool. He's He calls it the halo collar. Uh, works kind of the same way as the traditional invisible fence does, except it works with your phone and GPS technology, which means that you can create a wireless perimeter around yourself that will keep your dog nearby without a leash or a physical confinement. You don't even have to put your dog on a leash. Uh, Whenever your dog gets too far ahead of you, according to your cell phone and GPS, it would, you know, Alert the dog. Hey, you're going too far. Better stop. I think that's a great idea. Uh, Speaking with uh, ABC News, 
the inventor says, safety is your friend. Once a dog understands his or her boundaries, that keeps them safe. Uh, All dogs should have the same rules, boundaries, and limitations. Company says more than 110,000 dogs of all breeds have checked out the uh, the collar, his uh, on-the-go invisible fence uh, technology, and uh, it sells for under $650. So, hmm, I thought that's a that's a great idea when you uh, when you travel. That's pretty cool. Um, this is interesting. Talk about those uh, year-end lists and so on that you get this time of year. Apparently, readers in Russia downloaded the George Orwell dystopian novel 1984 more than any other book this past year. Interesting. In Russia, people are reading 1984, which, of course, you may be familiar from your high school literature class. Uh, The book imagines a place where a a totalitarian regime rules as books are banned and burned. The book uh, comments on the dangers of dictatorship and rampant military power. And obviously those topics remain very relevant in Russia these days. thought it was interesting. In Russia, um, the novel, George, or- George Orwell novel, 1984, the most popular download to e-readers in that nation in 20- 2022. Hmm. It was one of those stories that make you go, hmm. And finally, among the first things you need to know this morning, most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, consider this. New Zealand is setting a path for the nation to be the first in the world to eliminate and completely outlaw tobacco use. And uh, this is the plan. A new law in New Zealand bans young people now or ever from buying tobacco products. Lawmakers in the New Zealand Parliament passed this new legislation uh, on Tuesday. What, so yesterday? Um, This is according to the AP. The law, which will take effect in 2023, mandates that tobacco products cannot be sold to anyone born on or after January 1st, 2009. Even as those individuals get older and become adults. So forever, you can never sell a tobacco product to anyone born on or after January 1, 2009. So uh, 50 years from now, somebody trying to buy a pack of cigarettes, 50 years from now would need to show an ID to prove that they were at least 63 years old. So, So the law... You know, it basically ends tobacco sales at that particular cutoff date. Violating the law, which, by the way, only includes actual tobacco products, not vaping products, e-cigarettes, that kind of thing. Those would be excluded. But actual tobacco products, violating the law could lead to fines of up to $140,000. So they're not kidding around. Interesting stuff there. There you go. Some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather.
A chance of rain and snow showers today, a high of 40. Rainy and windy conditions tonight, a low of 39. Hancock County health officials have issued an overdose spike alert after two more fatal overdoses in Findlay and Hancock County. Those two fatal overdoses in the past two days makes a total of four fatal overdoses over the past week. The health department is reminding people that they have the overdose reversing medication Narcan available. It looks pretty clear to us that the more Narcan kits we get out there in the hands of folks who may potentially overdose, the less fatal overdoses we're going to have. The health department's Gary Bright is asking people to spread harm reduction messaging in their contact circles, such as always having Narcan on hand in the hope of avoiding future overdose deaths. Get more on the website. Months after the Ohio legislature paved the way for schools to allow teachers and other staff members to be armed in the classroom, training guidelines have been drawn up. The Ohio School Safety Center finalized its state training requirements for school employees to be armed on school grounds. A school employee would have to go through 24 hours of initial training and then eight hours of annual recertification. Some school districts around Ohio saying they really don't want any part of it, while others say, let's go ahead and make it happen. ONN's Tino Ramos reporting. Get more on the website. Some groups are preparing to gather signatures from across the Buckeye State for a statewide ballot measure. Abortion access could go to the voters, making Ohio possibly the seventh state to put abortion debate on the next November ballot. Some Ohioans are fighting to add abortion rights to the Ohio Constitution. Two separate groups announced that they are working to get constitutional amendments passed to enshrine these protections. This sets up a possible vote as soon as November 2023. I'm Clay Gordon. The Hancock Historical Museum's final classic movie night of the year is coming up on Friday. The museum always shows a Christmas movie for its December movie night, and this year the movie is The Man Who Came to Dinner. How about staying for lunch? Oh, glad to. That'll cost you a dollar. Classic movie night is free and open to the public. The movie gets underway at 7 o'clock Friday night. I'm Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, the online sales numbers from the first week of holiday shopping season were staggering. $11 billion plus on Cyber Monday alone, up more than 5% from last year. And anytime you have that many people spending that much money, scam artists are going to look to capitalize and try to get their cut. Award-winning consumer technology expert Jessica Naziri is with us. She is the founder of TechSesh.co and has some tips on how to be smart with your online purchases. Jessica, we mentioned a little bit earlier this new Norton survey in which Americans seem pretty cognizant of the fact that there are risks and confident that they are shopping safely. But what stood out to you here in this survey? You know, people are becoming more and more savvy. Even with that 40, nearly 40% of shoppers report that they've fallen a victim to a scam during the holiday shopping season. So people are vigilant, but the scammers are just so good. And sometimes it's just hard to tell real from fake. One of your first and best pieces of advice when it comes to shopping online is just to slow down and not be so quick to jump in and uh, be so eager to to do that, that shopping so quickly. What are some of the red flags that we need to look for, especially those that are easy to overlook if we don't slow down? Yes. So make sure you're shopping on a secure website. Oftentimes you're on a website and it's not even the real retailer. It just looks like one. So make sure when you're making a purchase, you see the security lock and the letter HTTPS in the web browser before you enter your credit card for purchase. 
some other red flags of malicious websites do include uh, slow design, slow loading, odd design, and even grammatical errors. So be careful about shopping and sharing your personal or financial information, especially over unsecured networks. I'm talking about Wi-Fi, hotspots. I'm talking about when you're in the coffee shop or at the airport and you think you have a deal. But these websites are not, these, uh, these, these, you're not on a secure network. Mm. You want to make sure you're on a VPN, which is a virtual private network. And it, when you are making those purchases on the public or unsecured Wi-Fi, you'll have a little better sense of security. I always say watch out for the too-good-to-be-true deals as well because they usually are. Now, I've been in this industry for a long time. I've been talking tech for about 14 years. And there's one company that always comes to mind. I trust Norton. I've partnered with them for the holidays and year-round because I know I can surf and shop with their lineup of products. For example, Norton SafeWeb. You can check for unsafe hyperlinks with the link guard feature. Then you get a text message and it says your delivery has been canceled or delayed. I mean, I know a lot of people are getting these text messages. Usually they're fake, but you, you get the hyperlink, you run it through that link or feature, and then you can tell if it's legit or not. Mm. And then when you're shopping, there is a Norton Shopping Guarantee Trust Mark, and that means that the merchant has, in fact, been verified so you can check out with confidence. And that's what we're here for, to give you really confidence. You know, uh, technology is and has been for years one of the you know hot gift items. Uh, is there an is there another area of concern? We have heard stories in the past about every, everything from TVs to phone chargers that have malware embedded in them that can put users at risk without even realizing it. Is this uh, really a, a big area of concern? How do we ensure that those new devices? Uh, that we may find under the tree are protected against all of the threats that are out there. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is a very big area of concern, whether it's a new device or even refurbished. There has been instances of malware. You have been seeing uh, devices like IoT devices getting hacked, even baby monitors. Yeah. So I do recommend whenever you do unbox and power up your devices, make sure you set those devices up with strong passwords two-factor for authentication and all the security and stuff, software updates, especially before using it. You know, the tech is getting better. The hackers are too. They're finding ways to, uh, to, to go through those holes, to find those cracks. And so make sure you're up to date. It does take a few minutes. It can be annoying, but you do want to do like a factory reset. You never want to keep the password that comes with the device. And then when you're actually giving someone a connected device, I know everyone on my list will be getting tech this year. So laptops, tablets, phones, I add security software to my gift. So Norton does provide an all-in-one protection from cybersecurity threats through the Norton 360 with LifeLock. And I'm telling you, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You install it, and then you don't necessarily need to worry about those devices anymore just with the update. All really good advice. Again, as we mentioned, whenever you've got billions of dollars at play, the uh, scam artists are not going to be far behind. So something we all need to be uh, extra vigilant for. Tech expert Jessica Naziri uh, with us this morning. Where do we get more information? 
Yeah, we covered a lot today, so you can head to Nordin.com for information about all these products as well as this new survey. Jessica, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, in case you haven't yet heard, the 2023 selection for Motor Trend's prestigious Truck of the Year Award is something of a historic pick. Motor Trend editor Miguel Cortina joins us this morning. And again, for those who don't already know, I'll let you do the honors. What is Motor Trend's 2023 Truck of the Year and why was it chosen? Yeah, so Motor Trend's 2023 Truck of the Year Award goes to the all-electric F-150 Lightning. Uh, the Lightning is the fastest, quietest, and smoothest F-150 yet. It drives better, better both empty, whether it's loaded down with cargo or, or empty, and uh, it is cheaper to charge than a gas-powered truck it is to fuel. Uh, I think that this is, without a doubt, the best uh, uh, truck that Ford has ever made. And if that sounds like a very bold statement, let me tell you that among our judges, the Lightning was the first EV truck to win unanimously Truck of the Year. Hmm. So... It's a great win for Ford and uh, also a great vehicle to, to choose if you're thinking of switching over to electric vehicles. Now, this is not the first electric truck to be selected. Last year's pick was the Rivian R1T, but as you point out, this is the first one designed to appeal to the existing market, and that uh, alone is uh, pretty significant. Correct. So the Rivian R1T is more of a lifestyle vehicle, right? It, it's appealing a different market than I think the F-150 Lightning is. Uh, currently, uh, really, the, the F-150 Lightning is the only EV truck out there that, that really provides everything from a work truck perspective all the way to a luxury truck that we have in the market. Uh, it can do everything that the current F-150 gas does, except this time it's powered by an electric vehicle or sorry, an electric motor and, and a battery. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, so, I mean, you know, we can talk about its capabilities. It's 10,000-pound uh, towing capacity, the 2,000-pound payload uh, capacity that it has. It really does it all, and uh, from a work, tr- work truck perspective, uh, it's just fantastic. And, and it also, to me, I thought, when, when I heard uh, what... Uh, the selection was it jumped out at me that this is from such an established manufacturer in the segment. This is not a new player trying to muscle its way in. This is Ford, which is putting its considerable reputation behind the Lightning truck. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, uh, legacy automakers like Ford, uh, you know, they are pushing hard towards EV mass adoption, and this is a great example of of that. Uh, I mean. Uh, not only that, you, you know, the, the F-Series has been the best-selling vehicle in America for 45 years. Exactly. So uh, when a whole company uh, of that magnitude is putting uh, its best-selling vehicle or makes its best-selling vehicle electric, then that really tells you about where the market is going, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, how accessible it is going to be, and also, uh, you know, like, it's just a tipping point in the industry of, of, of where well, things are at right y- now. Yeah, and, and, you know, from that standpoint, for those who are looking forward to moving uh, more toward I- an electric-powered future, this is significant from the standpoint of the impact that a mainstream electric truck could have, given that trucks are such a large segment of vehicles on the road. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the top three vehicles, uh, top three selling vehicles in this country are all trucks. 
right? So, right. Uh, uh, um, and uh, you, in, in the next few months, we're going to see all those three vehicles uh, have some sort of uh, electric uh, 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 powertrain coming to it. Uh, you know, the, the Lightning is, is joining that group. The uh, Silverado EV is coming in, in next year, in, in uh, uh, March of next year, I believe. And then uh, Ram has already announced that they are building an electric uh, full-size truck as well. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, you know, this is, we're going to continue to see these kinds of news coming uh, uh, towards the market because, you know, that's where the whole industry is going. But, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like, like you pointed out, you know, with, with trucks being such a big part of, of the market and such a popular vehicle around the country, the impact that uh, uh, they have towards electrification is going to be huge. Yeah, it could be the strongest sign yet that electric vehicles are the way of the future. So, as you were talking a little bit, uh, let's talk features for a moment here. First of all, what features stood out to you that are specific to an electric vehicle? First of all, is the fact that you can power your house, uh, that the F-150 Lightning can act as a backup generator in case you're house loses power. So mm. whether it's due to, you know, a natural disaster or there's a power outage or something like that, uh, you can use the, the, the uh, F-150 Lightning as a backup generator and it can power your home for 11 days. So wow. that is great. You know, that, that's uh, uh, certainly something that, that you don't hear often uh, and, and no other uh, gas truck can do. Uh, the other reason or the other future is uh, the trunk. Now, as you, you probably know, the term frunk is uh, the front trunk, right. uh, and that is because there is no engine underneath the hood, right? So instead of uh, an engine, there is this big space, uh, a 14.1 inches, sorry, 14.1 cubic feet of storage, uh, big enough to put two sets of golf clubs, a lot of grocery stores, <laughs> or anything you want. Uh, in that huge space, uh, it is, uh, you know, lockable, uh, it is hidden away from plain sight, uh, and it is easy to access. Well, so I think those two features are pretty cool. They're unique to, to the F-150 Lightning. Uh, and like I said, no other truck can, can yeah. do that. So, yeah. uh, I, so that's pretty cool. You, I don't, I, you've never had a, a truck that has both a bed and a trunk. Uh, so something uh, unique for sure. Uh, and of course, at the end of the day, it's still a vehicle that, as we said, is designed to appeal to the existing truck market. So what are the features on the F-150 Lightning that stand out when compared to any other truck, regardless of how it's powered? Yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, we can talk about its, its powertrain. 580 horsepower and 775 pound-feet of torque. That's a lot of power and a lot of truck, and also one of the advantages of owning an EV is, is uh, you know, it's instant acceleration. So uh, the F-150 Lightning in our own testing got, went from zero to 60 in less than four seconds. Wow. So that's, that's uh, you know, a pre pretty quick vehicle. Um, like I said, the towing capacity up to 10,000 pounds if you select the, the towing package. Payload is uh, 2,000 pounds, so a great work truck from any perspective, whether you, you're towing, uh, you know, a boat or live animals or, or whatever it is that, that you're towing. It really can do it all. Um, and then also, uh, you know, uh, um, it, 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 the way that it drives, it is very smooth, uh, very quick. Uh, it is the best driving F-150 that, that, that uh, uh, it's out there today, without a doubt. 
Again, the F-150 Lightning, the 2023 selection for Motor Trend's prestigious Truck of the Year Award. Motor Trend editor Miguel Cortina with us this morning. Miguel, thank you very much for uh, taking the time. And real quickly, where can folks go for more information uh, on this year's pick? Yeah, for more on the Motor Trend's uh, 2023 Truck of the Year, the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, you can go to motortrend.com where we have all of the information there available for you. Thank you so much. You're listening to Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. Uh, During the uh, past uh, week or so, I was uh, off... Uh, this was the part of the uh, program that I think I missed the most. <laughs> Odd and unusual side of the news. Uh, Dateline Orlando, Florida. A 52-year-old man now faces domestic battery charges after police documents report he attacked his wife with a Christmas tree. <laughs> the whole thing started after she asked if he could lend a hand with dinner. <laughs> and he attacked her with a Christmas tree. After drunkenly packing his things, Richard Atchison left, but then returned home, demanding that his wife leave the house. Uh, When she refused, he threw their Christmas tree at her. (laughs) Assault with a Christmas tree. That's a... Oddly enough, what makes this uh, story kind of crazy is that it is not the only Christmas tree assault that we have. We actually have another Christmas tree assault story uh, in the news. I actually had to double-check and make sure that this wasn't a different write-up on the same story. But no, this is a second Christmas tree attack, also in the state of uh, Florida. No, I'm sorry. This from uh, Cheshire, Connecticut. Um... (laughs) where a Hamden police officer was arrested and placed on leave for allegedly striking a woman with a Christmas tree. (laughs) So we have not one, but two Christmas tree assaults in the uh, broken news. A report is that the victim is the live-in girlfriend of Sergeant Patrick McHugh. And the incident, this incident, took place over the weekend at the home they share in Cheshire, Connecticut. Uh, She says he hit her in the back with the tree after an argument. Mr. McHugh, or Sergeant McHugh, for now, says he only knocked the tree over in frustration. The woman told officers who responded to the scene that she was worried they wouldn't take her complaint seriously because he's a police officer, but they did. Because you attack someone with a Christmas tree, there's just no excuse. It's just... <laughs> He's a police officer! Should know better. <clears throat> Let's see here. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news, nobody likes a Karen. But sometimes it's better just to ask to speak with a manager. Case in point. Point. The uh, Linden Police Department in New Jersey is on the hunt for a man who threw a temper tantrum 
after he was told that the store wouldn't sell him liquor at a discounted price. Apparently, he went into this uh, store. It's a uh, liquor store slash package store, which is kind of unusual, but that's what it says. When he didn't get the response that he wanted, he asked for a discount on his liquor. The store clerk said no. That wasn't what he wanted to hear, and he flew into a rage. The irate shopper picked up several bottles of wine and hurled them at cashiers. Also threatened the employees' lives before grabbing a small bottle of liquor and leaving the store in a huff. In all, he caused roughly $3,000 worth of damages, all because he couldn't get his booze at a cheaper price. Police were called, but by the time they got there, the guy had taken off. Cops are now trying to identify the man. They have shared the video of the incident, security video, to their Facebook page and asking anyone who recognizes the suspect to call police. (laughs) Sometimes just ask for the manager. Speaking of irate customers, how about this story? In St. Louis, a KFC employee was injured after a customer shot him Because the restaurant was out of corn. (laughs) I kid you not. It found out that I can understand. It can be frustrating when the item that you want, in this case, a side of corn, when the item that you want at a restaurant is out, um, you know, they ran out. That can be frustrating. I get it. But uh, (laughs) shooting the, the restaurant clerk is probably a little extreme. This uh, actually happened earlier this week. The suspect was ordering in the drive through lane and began threatening employees through the speaker. The man then pulled around, went into, uh, or went to the window, uh, pulled out his gun, and fired at an employee. The employee uh, is uh, currently hospitalized. Police are still looking for the suspect. Now that's just taking things to an extreme. They were out of corn. I get the frustration, but that's uh, a little extreme. Somebody needs to calm down. Met. Speaking of bold, this is this is bold. <clears throat> Memphis police are looking for a man who allegedly stole a car. And then turned around and sold it on Facebook the same day. Now that's bold. Officials say the 2014 Nissan Maxima was stolen from outside of a residence uh, on Scottsdale Avenue in Memphis and then sold the same day for $5,000. The buyer told police they found out it was stolen when they tried to register the car Images of the suspect have been posted online and anyone with information urged to come forward. That's that's bold. Steal a car and sell it on Facebook the same day. And if that's not bold enough, how about this? Back to Florida from Polk County, Florida. A couple is facing charges after they were caught getting intimate in the swimming pool of a home up for sale. <laughs> now, the home was vacant. They figured nobody's living there, so nobody will mind. Somebody did mind. A realtor was at the home uh, last week when she noticed a strange car in the driveway 
and called police. Uh, She then, while waiting for cops to arrive, did a little investigating and noticed the couple in the pool doing things that you should only be doing in your own pool. Let's put it that way. She told deputies she didn't know the couple and they did not have permission to be there. Joshua Jones and Victoria Colon of Davenport were arrested for trespassing. Um, Mr. Jones also facing drug charges after deputies say he was found with a quantity of meth on his person. (laughs) Which may explain their behavior. Hey, when the mood strikes, you know, when the mood strikes, what are you going to do? And and finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, this is actually a good story. And it comes out of Florida. I mean, so often we make fun of the people in Florida. So uh, we deserve to recognize people in Florida when they do good things. This is a happy story to close out the broken news this morning. From Fort Myers, two waste management employees on their regular trash route came across an 83-year-old man stuck under a golf cart and jumped in to save him. The man was apparently trapped under the golf cart and had been trapped for over seven hours. And when he's exhibiting signs of hypothermia, the trash man called 911 and covered the injured man with the clothes that they had on hand before an EMT crew arrived and took over. Company officials commented that their employees are trained to look out for unusual or suspicious situations on their routes and report them as they arise. But that was pretty cool. Rescuing a guy trapped under a uh, golf cart for seven hours. Trash man to the rescue. There you go. Done their good deed for the day. That is uh, today's broken news report. This updates and the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Take WFIN wherever you go with our updated mobile app for iPhone and Android. And now you can listen to us on your Alexa device. Get the app at WFIN.com or in the App Store or Google Play. Plus, enable Alexa by searching for WFIN under Skills and you'll soon be saying, Alexa, play 1330 WFIN. And the best part is the apps and skills are absolutely free. On the air at 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Online at WFIN.com and on your smartphone, tablet, and Alexa devices. The organization Mental Health America is out with their Mind the Workplace 2022 report on the most stressful jobs in America. And here are the top 10 for 2022. At number 10, nurse anesthetists. Healthcare workers dominate this list, by the way. Nurse anesthetists, number 10. Number nine, first line, uh, first line supervisors of retail sales workers. Yeah, that's a stressful job. And number nine, public safety telecommunicators. Number eight, uh, coming in at number seven, obstetricians and gynecologists. Acute care nurses rank number six on the list of most stressful jobs in America. Telephone operators, number five. I didn't even know that they still had telephone operators. But but yeah, I can see where that would be. Uh, Very stressful. People call to complain. There's always some level of stress there. Judges and magistrates are number four. The top three, anesthesiologist assistants, film and video editors, number two. And you think, really? That's 
stressful? Well, a lot of times those people operate under very tight deadlines, which can be very stressful. So they were number two. And number one on the list, the most stressful job in America in 2022, urologist. Which, again, was a bit of a surprise until I thought, you know, you consider the conditions that they treat. <laughs> you don't want to get that wrong. So you can see where that would be very stressful. And that actually leads to this. A new survey finds that 22% of Americans are unhappy with their professional life. Uh, this is a survey of 2,000 Americans in all lines of work. Uh, when comparing themselves to others, 37% feel behind on their professional goals, especially millennials. 51% of millennials say they feel behind in reaching their professional goals. And this may be why people are looking to strengthen their resumes in the coming year. 56% say that they are looking to strengthen their resumes in the coming year. This survey was commissioned by CSU Global and conducted by one poll found that half of Americans are tired of setting the same New Year's resolutions year after year and are interested in pursuing a professional resolution next year, like finding a new job, returning to school or getting a promotion. Fifty percent said that they didn't want to get a promotion. They don't want to get a new job necessarily, just looking for a promotion in the past year. Respondents have improved their work-life balance, 25%, so they made a mindful effort and succeeded at improving their work-life balance, which I think is kind of interesting, because how much talk was there of that over the course of 2022 is one of the buzzwords of the past couple of years, work-life balance. 22% of the past year have updated their resume, 21% grew their skill set in 2022 and for the next year millennials are especially determined to set professional resolutions 72 percent said that was their uh, their goal to set professional resolutions uh 34 cited improving work-life balance so still some work to go with respect to that making new connections was cited by 33 percent as their top priority in the new year. And uh, Gen Z respondents, they focused on millennials and Gen Z, the younger set of uh, workers in the workplace, is the up-and-coming group of, uh, of employees. Gen Z respondents are most focused, 29% each said, it was number one, 29% of the respondents said that they are focused on growing their skill set and furthering their education, the top two goals among that age group for the coming year. So kind of interesting look at the uh, state of work heading into 2023. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, sometimes Hanukkah. that's uh, the Hanukkah song. Adam Sandler is the closest we come to celebrating Hanukkah uh, sometimes. Uh, this is really cool, though. Coming up on Sunday is Findlay's first ever community Hanukkah celebration. It'll happen at the Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center. Eve Gray is with us. Uh, she is kind of organizing uh, this event, uh, along with jo Jerome Gray, uh, no relation, uh, the uh, interim executive director, the uh, Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center. 
I was surprised that this is, I, I know there's not necessarily a, a huge uh, Jewish population uh, in Findlay and Hancock County, but I was surprised this is the first time this has ever been done. I was listening to you coming over, Chris. I can't give an exact date, but I think there have been one or two there? Hanukkah okay. celebrations at the Black Heritage Library back in the 80s, but it's not something that we've well, done recently. Yeah, well, that just yeah. uh, speaks to uh, the fact that it's been uh, so yeah. long. Yes. Uh, that, And it, it's interesting uh, that this would be at the Black Heritage Library Multicultural Center. One of the things that I know uh, is a is a goal in the in the coming year and moving forward is to uh, emphasize the multicultural aspect uh, of uh, of the multicultural center. Yes, it started out as the Black Heritage Library, but it morphed in the 90s into the multicultural center when mm-hmm. we changed the name. The name was changed at that point, and we worked to promote belonging and unity in the community. That's always been the library's theme, so we continue to do that. So, uh, Eve, tell us a little bit about the uh, Hanukkah celebration, the community Hanukkah celebration that will be coming up on uh, Sunday. Absolutely. Happy to, Chris. And thanks for having us on, by the way. So on Sunday, we have some really good programming set up. Um, it's it's kind of open for everybody. You don't have to be Jewish. You, you could be anybody. Come as you are. Mm-hmm. So we have some really good educational um, material that we're going to be, you know, kind of covering the basics of Hanukkah. Why? Why is there eight days? Um, you know, why do we celebrate with oily type of food? So we're just kind of planning to hit the basics, if you will. Mm-hmm. We'll have some good cultural food. So there's always food involved when there's a, a yeah. any celebration. You come and, to the library for <laughs> programming. There will be food of some sort. You'll be fed. <laughs> you, we were talking a little bit before and on the air. It had the uh, Kwanzaa uh, celebration this past uh, this weekend. Past Saturday and uh, a lot Kwanzaa of food and a lot of people. Our educator Liz Washington did a fantastic job of <laughs> teaching people about Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa, and we had a student, uh, Gilly, from the University of Finley that got everyone involved by playing the drum. He is a drum instructor, and he teaches African and jazz drum, hmm. and he got the whole group involved in That's it. That's awesome. It was good. And a great turnout uh, for that. So Yes, it was. So hopefully a uh, similar uh, turnout this Sunday for the uh, Hanukkah celebration. As you were mentioning, Eve, it is not just for those of the Jewish faith, but really anyone who wants to learn more. Oh, absolutely. And and it's a great time to do it, too. Around the holidays, you know, mm-hmm. as, as much of us are doing the hustle bustle, buying, you know, gifts for loved ones around the season exactly it's it's just a good time to kind of you know maybe branch out a little bit too and and uh and learn more about different communities within our community was that kind of the impetus for uh for doing this i mean you look at it and say uh you know there hasn't been one before if there has it's been decades literally decades since uh something was done uh for hanukkah on a community-wide celebration is that kind of the impetus for doing this yeah a little bit i mean it just there's been recent events, and what better way to get to know each other better and, mm-hmm. you know, to form a stronger bond throughout the community than to share a little bit about ourselves and and to kind of bring people into the fold a little bit. Yeah. So, so uh, talk a little bit about what will be uh, happening and yeah. uh, the timeline and, you know, all of that, the nuts Absolutely. and bolts of this year. Yeah. So Sunday, again, we said December 18th this Sunday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. There'll be a little bit of time to mingle and meet each other and to definitely see the amazing resources at the Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center. Um, and then we will have, as I said, some some basic programmings. We're going to have a skit. I don't want to give it away, but the okay. kids are going to get involved All and right. it's going to be cute, I think, um, just to kind of tell the story of Hanukkah. That's one of the things that, that it, we do in Hanukkah yeah. is to tell the story. So we'll be telling the story with a little bit of a skit. 
Um, we will also be lighting the menorah. Um, so that is a thing that's done typically around sundown. So mm-hmm. when it gets dark, we'll have a, a community lighting. We'll have multiple menorahs there and candles. And well. folks will learn the significance of the uh, menorah. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well. we'll cover all of that so that folks will know exactly what we're doing. You'll, you'll get to hear a little bit of Hebrew. Um, so that'll be fun, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very good. Um, and uh, again, we emphasize this is for for all, and and I know that that, uh, like we said, has has been an emphasis uh, for the Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center in general is to yeah. you know make sure that people understand this is not just for the African American community or you know yes you know December presents is one of the few months that presents an opportunity for a lot of multicultural celebrations mm-hmm. from Christmas to Omishka in Japan their celebration of the New Year. The year end is a world of holidays, mm-hmm. and we just continue to promote that and celebrate that. Uh, the address of the Black Heritage Library, for those who don't know, is 817 Harmon Street here in Finley, Ohio. As Eve said, it's 4 to 6, and we're inviting everybody to come out and join in in this community celebration. And it is a uh, free celebration. Yes. Right? Oh, it's free, yes, and, and let us plug. Oh, my goodness. And because of our... Uh, proud, amazing support from the Community Foundation, we are able to make this free. So we're super grateful to have that funding from the, fu- the Community Foundation. And while you're there, uh, Eve, as you were mentioning, it's a great time to check out all of the uh, resources at the uh, library and some tremendous stuff. Uh, yeah, we there. continue to function as a lending library and a teaching organization in the area of diversity. So Come out, spend an afternoon looking at the books that we have on the premises. I know people are getting away from books, but books still hold a wealth of knowledge and truth, and we have an interesting collection there at the library. We have talked about it in the past. We are really fortunate in this community to have uh, such an incredible resource because not uh, not a lot of communities of this size uh, have this kind of resource available. We are a unique organization. You won't find anything similar to us probably for three, four, five hundred miles in radius. So it is a blessing for Finley to have it. And as we say, our doors are open to everyone. Our hours, our expanded holiday hours here in December are two to six Monday through Friday and ten to four on Saturdays. Okay. And so if you're looking for something to do, I know a lot of folks that week before between Christmas and New Year's, the uh, kids are off of uh, school and a lot of folks are are not working maybe a a trip over to the library would be a bring bring the family and relatives out when they come to town nice little outing yeah absolutely and uh don't forget the uh, community hanukkah celebration is this sunday right this sunday december 18th from four to six at the black heritage library multicultural center that's 817 Harmon street and We've got it linked up on our webpage for uh, more information. You want to learn uh, about that uh, and all of the other uh, great programming at the Black Heritage Library and Multicultural Center. Again, Eve Gray, Jerome Gray, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. And that will finish up our podcast for today. And, of course, thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show each and every day at our webpage. Go to goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow, it is an important deadline. If you get your health care coverage through the government's marketplace exchange, it'll be the last day to make changes that will take effect January 1. 
will have the important information you need to know. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.